Section 6 of Great Epics in American History, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sidney M. Great Epics in American History, Volume 2. The Planting of the First Colonies, 1562-1733, by Francis Whiting Halsey. Section 6. Bartholomew Gosnell's Discovery of Cape Cod, 1602, 1, by Gabriel Archer, one of his companions. The said Captain Gosnold did set sail from Falmouth the day and year above written, accompanied with thirty-two persons, whereof eight mariners and sailors, twelve purposing upon the discovery to return with the ship for England. The rest remained there for population. The 14th of April following, we had sight of St. Mary's, an island of the Azores. The fifteenth day of May we had again sight of the land, which made a head, being as we thought an island, by reason of a large sound that appeared westward between it and the main, for coming to the west end thereof we did perceive a large opening we called it Shawl Hope. Near this cape we came to anchor in fifteen fathoms, where we took great store of codfish, for which we altered the name, and called it Cape Cod. Here we saw skulls of herring, mackerel, and other small fish in great abundance. This is a low, sandy shoal, but without danger. Also we came to anchor again in sixteen fathoms, fair by the land in the latitude of forty-two degrees. This cape is well near a mile broad, and lieth northeast by east. The captain went here ashore, and found the ground to be full of peas, strawberries, whortleberries, etc., as then unripe. The sand also by the shore somewhat deep. The firewood there, by us taken in, was of cypress, birch, witch hazel and beech a young indian came here to the captain armed with his bow and arrows and had certain plates of copper hanging at his ears he showed a willingness to help us in our occasions the sixteenth we trended the coast southerly which was all champagne and full of grass but the island somewhat woody twelve leagues from cape cod we descried a point with some breach a good distance off and keeping our luff to double it we came on the sudden into shoal water yet well quitted ourselves thereof this breach we called Tucker's Terror, upon his expressed fear. The point we named Point Care. Having passed it, we bore up again with the land, and in the night came with it, anchoring eight fathoms, the ground good. The seventeenth appeared many breaches round about us, so as we continued that day without remove. The eighteenth being fair, we sent forth the boat to sound over a breach, that in our course lay of another point by us called Gilbert's Point, who returned us four, five, six, and seven fathoms over. Also a discovery of divers islands, which after proved to be hills and hammocks, distinct within the land. This day there came onto the ship's side divers canoes, the Indians apparelled, as aforesaid, with tobacco and pipes, steeled with copper, skins, artificial strings, and other trifles to barter. One had hanging about his neck a plate of rich copper, in length a foot, in breadth half a foot for a breastplate. The ears of all of the rest had pendants of copper. Also, one of them had his face painted over, and head stuck with feathers, in manner of a turkey-cock's train. These are more timorous than those of the savage rock, yet very thievish. The nineteenth we passed over the breach of Gilbert's Point, in four or five fathoms, and anchored a league or somewhat more beyond it. Between the last two points are two leagues, the interim along shoal water, the latitude here is forty-one degrees two-third parts. The twentieth, by the ship's side, 
we there killed penguins and saw many skulls of fish. The coast from Gilbert's Point to the supposed isles lieth east and by south. Here also we discovered two inlets which might promise fresh water, inwardly whereof we perceived much smoke, as though some population had there been. This coast is very full of people, for that as we trended, the same savages still run along the shore, as men much admiring at us. The one and twentieth we went coasting from Gilbert's Point to the supposed isles, in ten, nine, eight, seven, and six fathoms, close aboard the shore, and that depth lieth a league off. A little from the supposed isles appeared unto us an opening, with which we stood judging it to be the end which Captain Gosnell descried from Cape Cod, and as he thought to extend some thirty or more miles in length, and finding there but three fathoms a league off, we omitted to make further discovery of the same, calling it Shoal Hope. From this opening the main lieth southwest, which coasting along we saw a disinhabited island, which so afterward appeared unto us. We bore with it and named it Martha's Vineyard. From Shoal Hope it is eight leagues in circuit. The island is five miles and hath forty-one degrees and one quarter of latitude. The place most pleasant, for the two and twentieth we went ashore and found it full of wood, vines, gooseberry bushes, whortleberries, raspberries, eglantines, etc. Here we had cranes, sterns, shoolers, geese, and divers other birds, which there at the time upon the cliffs being sandy with some rocky stones, did breed and had young. In this place we saw deer. Here we rode in eight fathoms near the shore where we took great store of cod, as before at Cape Cod, but much better. The three and twentieth we weighed, and toward night came to anchor at the northwest part of this island, where the next morning offered unto us fast-running thirteen savages, apparelled as Afer said, and armed with bows and arrows, without any fear. They brought tobacco, deer-skins, and some sodden fish. These offered themselves unto us in great familiarity, who seemed to be well-conditioned. They came more rich in copper than any before. This island is sound, and hath no danger about it. The four-and-twentieth we set sail and doubled the cape of another island next unto it, which we called Dover Cliff, and then came into a fair sound where we rode all night. The next morning we sent off one boat to discover another cape that lie between us and the main, from which were a ledge of rocks a mile into the sea, but all above water and without danger. We went about them and came to anchor in eight fathoms, a quarter of a mile from the shore, in one of the stateliest sounds that ever I was in. This called we Gosnold's Hope. The north bank whereof is the main, which stretcheth east and west. This island Captain Gosnold called Elizabeth's Isle, where we determined our abode. The distance between every one of these islands is viz. from Martha's Vineyard to Dover Cliff, half a league over the sound, thence to Elizabeth's Isle, one league distant. From Elizabeth's Island onto the main is four leagues. On the north side, near adjoining onto the island Elizabeth, is an islet in compass half a mile, full of cedars, by me called the hill's hat, to the northward of which, in the mouth of an opening on the main, appeareth another the like, that I called Hap's Hill, for that I hope much hap may be expected from it. The eight and twentieth we entered council about our abode and plantation, which was concluded to be in the west part of Elizabeth's island the north-east thereof running from out our ken. The south and north standeth in an equal parallel. 
the one and thirtieth captain gosnold desirous to see the main because of the distance he set sail over where coming to anchor went ashore with certain of his company and immediately there presented unto him men women and children who with all courteous kindness entertained him giving him certain skins of wild beasts which may be rich furs tobacco turtles hemp artificial strings colored chains and such like things as at the instant they had about them these are a fair conditioned people on all the sea coast along we found mussel shells that in color did represent mother of pearl but not having means to dredge could not apprehend further knowledge thereof this main is the goodliest continent that ever we saw promising more by far than we any way did expect for it is replenished with fair fields and in them fragrant flowers also meadows and hedged in with stately groves being furnished also with pleasant brooks and beautified with two main rivers that as we judge may happily become good harbors and conduct us to the hopes men so greedily do thirst after the first of june we employed ourselves in getting sassafras and the building of our fort the second third and fourth we wrought hard to make ready our house for the provision to be had ashore to sustain us till our ship's return this day from the main came to our ship's side a canoe with their lord or chief commander for that they made little stay only pointing to the sun as in sign that the next day he would come and visit us which he did accordingly the fifth we continued our labor when there came unto us ashore from the main fifty savages stout and lusty men with their bows and arrows amongst them there seemed to be one of authority because the rest made an inclining respect unto him the ship was at their coming a league off and captain gosnold aboard and so likewise captain gilbert who almost never went ashore the company with me only eight persons these indians in hasty manner came toward us so as we thought fit to make a stand at an angle between the sea and a fresh water i moved myself toward him seven or eight steps and clapped my hands first on the sides of mine head then on my breast and after presented my musket with a threatening countenance thereby to signify unto them either a choice of peace or war whereupon he using me with mine own signs of peace i stepped forth and embraced him his company then all sat down in manner like greyhounds upon their heels with whom my company fell a bartering by this time captain gosnold was come with twelve men more from aboard and to show the savage senior that he was our captain we received him in a guard which he passing through saluted the senior with ceremonies of our salutations whereat he nothing moved or altered himself our captain gave him a straw hat and a pair of knives the hat a while he wore but the knives he beheld with great marvelling being very bright and sharp this our courtesy made them all in love with us the eighth we divided the victuals namely the ship's store for england and that of the planters which by captain gilbert's allowance could be but six weeks for six months whereby there fell out controversy the rather for that some seemed secretly to understand of a purpose captain gilbert had not to return with supply of the issue those goods should make by him to be carried home besides there wanted not ambitious conceits in the minds of some wrangling and ill-disposed persons who overthrew the stay there at that time which upon consultation thereof had about five days after was fully resolved all for england again there came in this interim a board unto us that stayed all night an indian whom we used kindly and the next day sent ashore he showed himself the most sober of all the rest we held him sent as a spy 
In the morning, he filched away our pothooks, thinking he had not done any ill therein. Being ashore, we bid him strike fire, which, with an emerald stone, such as the glaciers used to cut glass, he did. I take it to be the very same that in Latin is called smiris, for striking therewith upon touchwood, that of purpose he had, by means of a mineral stone used therein. Sparkles proceeded, and forthwith kindled with making of flame. The ninth we continued working on our storehouse, for, as yet remained in us, a desired resolution of making stay. The tenth Captain Gosnold fell down with the ship to the little islet of cedars called Hill's Hap, to take in cedarwood, leaving me and nine more in the fort, only with three meals meat, upon promise to return the next day. The thirteenth began some of our company that before vowed to stay to make revolt, whereupon the planters diminishing, all was given over. The fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth we spent in getting sassafras and firewood of cedar, leaving house and little fort, by ten men in nineteen days sufficient made to harbor twenty persons at least with their necessary provisions. The seventeenth we set sail, doubling the rocks of Elizabeth's island, and passing by Dover Cliff, came to anchor at Martha's Vineyard, being five leagues distant from our fort, where we went ashore and had young cranes, hernshows, and geese, which now were grown to pretty bigness. The eighteenth we set sail and bore for England, cutting off our shallop that was well able to land five-and-twenty men or more, a boat very necessary for the like occasions. The winds do range most commonly upon this coast in the summertime, westerly. In our homeward course we observed the foresaid floating weeds to continue till we came within two hundred leagues of Europe. The three and twentieth of July, we came to anchor before Exmouth. End of section six. Recording by Sydney M.